Hi, I'm Carolyn, and welcome to Generation Overwhelmed, a podcast for Gen Zers like myself to talk about issues that make us feel, you guessed it, overwhelmed. Today, my fellow feminist friend Taylor and I review the essay I Hate Men written by the French writer Pauline Harmange. I love discussing this book because it expertly lays out the misandrist ideology and begs the question, is it productive for women to dislike and distrust men? Okay, so welcome to Generation Overwhelmed. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? All right, hi, I'm Taylor and I'm currently a sophomore at UT Austin. And yeah, Carolyn and I go way back. We've known each other since like high school drill team. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yes, love that drill team connection. Now we're, we're both at UT and the Moody School. So when I first told you, Taylor, I want you to read this book called I Hate Men, what was your reaction? I was immediately excited to read that just on the title alone because it's hilarious. And honestly, people have the same reaction when I tell them that I'm reading it. When I first saw this book, I was on my history study abroad program in Germany. We're in Berlin. That was the first book that I saw in the bookstore. I literally screamed, ran and grabbed it. I was like, I don't care what else I do the rest of the trip. Like, I'm buying this book. Um, Took a picture with it, posted it on my Instagram so everyone knows. Yeah, so it was actually originally written in French, almost got banned in France, which honestly, girl boss move to write a book that the government wants to ban. Um, And, you know, when I said I hate men, I kind of meant it as a joke, but also not really to like raise awareness of how, you know, messed up the patriarchy is. But this book, it, I mean, it's the misandrist ideology, believing that women are above better than men and I feel like the author she pairs humor with this really like intellectual thought so when you first started reading the book what parts kind of stood out to you whether that was in a surprising way or like oh my gosh yes I've experienced the same thing yeah kind of similar to what you were saying earlier how you like kind of meant it as a joke or like you know this and that in the book she says you know, like, people think she was kidding, but, like, she's serious when she says, I hate men, or anything along those lines. Yeah, I just think that's funny that she said that, like, she's serious about it, because I'm the same way. Like, when I say it, like, I'm kind of kidding, but I'm also kind of not. I feel like I kind of play it off as, like, a joke, when in reality, I truly mean it. So that part really stuck out to me, like, at first. You know, as a student, especially as a journalist, we are taught to not make these generalizations, these stereotypes, and you always have this argument like, oh, why are you saying all men, like, not all men, but it's because the offenses of, dare I say, most men, like, they have such an effect on us, like, the first chapter, she's saying, oh, men are complaining about all these women saying, I hate men, but they've done these things that, you know, deserve women's hate, like, the patriarchy, you know, women are objectified. They wear too little or too much makeup, literally anything. There was this one quote, criticizing men and what they represent is absolutely our right. I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, my highlighter is going to be dead by the end of this book. If you think about it, what have y'all done to make all of these women say that? Because it's not like it's just one woman saying, I hate men or like done with the patriarchy or anything. It's like a lot of them. So it's like, take a second to think about it before you complain 
about us saying those things. Yeah, I mean, this country was built on, you know, men just taking over, assuming every role possible. And like I said, this book was written in France, but I'm assuming, you know, similar history, like men taking over. So after you read the book, what were some big perspective changes that you had about, you know, patriarchy, misandry, feminism, men, anything? I feel like to begin with, I had really already known a lot of the things in there, like within myself, but I didn't know how to put them into words. So like, I feel like at the end, I was like, oh, wow, like I really resonated with that because I finally like had a way to say it almost or like I read it in that way. And um, yeah, it kind of made me feel more like a girl boss. I don't know. (laughs) Like it just really like boosted my confidence, I feel like, because a lot of times guys have like knocked down my confidence. But after reading this, I'm like, wait, like, why did I allow that to happen? Yes, exactly. I'm looking at this one part here. The author says, I only discovered anger much later after I became a feminist. And that was one of those moments, like you said, oh, I've experienced this, but I didn't know how to put it into words. Because in this section, she's talking about she felt like she was losing because when a man upset her, like she would cry, be more upset versus anger and at least how I interpreted this part she was saying men are allowed to be angry that's how they get things done but you know women if they exhibit typical signs of male aggression they're seen as like too aggressive too pushy and so it's just this whole cycle and she's saying if I had been angry I could have helped fight the patriarchy more and I felt that because the guy I'm dating, which yes, we can get into how that changes my perspective of this book. But you know, he says one simple thing to me, I overanalyze it. Like my instinct is to get upset and emotional, but not angry. But then the author has this quote, of course, as soon as I began getting angry, people began to reproach me for it. Have you experienced getting reproached for your anger or simply voicing your opinion, which some people see as anger? I'm one of those people that's pretty quick to anger, honestly. Like, and I always, like, kind of call people out, like, in the moment. Or, like, I stand up for myself in the moment. And that scene, like, is angry. Which, like, in reality, if a man said, hey, you can't speak to me that way. Or, like, you can't do that again. That would be, like, oh, wow. Like, he's great. He's standing up for himself. And then I'm over here, like, just saying the same thing. And I'm dramatic. I mean, and even within women, I feel like we all kind of have that internalized view because when I stand up for myself around like women, it's the same type of deal. Like I'm too dramatic or something to that effect. So in the chapter of the book titled Heterosexuality Trap, the author says women need to be in a couple for a single woman doesn't have as much value in the eyes of the world as a woman who belongs to a man. And... First off, I just want to say the idea of women belonging to a man, so problematic. I think that's a reason why why we say I hate men, because so many of them have this idea. But this made me think of the times in my life where I've sought out a boy just to have a relationship, and I feel like there was kind of that internal pressure of, oh, I'm going to be valued more because I'm tied to a man. Have you ever gone for a boy like just to have a relationship like just to kind of fulfill that expectation or anything similar yeah I feel like 
especially in like the sorority type of deal. Like when I was in a sorority, I would always try to find a guy because I didn't want to be like that girl at the date event, like by herself or something like that. And so I went to all the mixers and things like that. And I honestly was like, got lost. Like I I had been originally looking for like a partner that was like going to compliment like, my personality and, like, vice versa, and, like, they would actually, like, be good for me, but at a certain point, I was definitely, like, I just need someone that, like, you know, thinks I'm pretty or, like, will talk to me for more than two days that I can take to this date event, so I have a date, so for sure, I've definitely, I definitely feel that. Okay, so for listeners who don't know, I am in a sorority, and until you were mentioning that stuff about date events, I never really thought about connecting that pressure to find a date to a date event to this idea expressed in this quote you know single women aren't as valuable as a woman who quote belongs to a man and I've definitely felt that pressure to find a date for date events because you know I would I would have some friends that just take their friends who are girls or friends who are guys but you know a lot of my roommates especially the first ones they want to have you you know looking looking cute they want to bring a date and, you know, I joined a sorority for the sisterhood, you know, being on drill team in high school really made me value that. But, you know, sometimes I feel like we do perpetuate that negative thing of, oh my gosh, I have to get a date, like especially for semi-informal where it's very much just a dance, like you dress up, you know, dress up, look pretty for your date, all this stuff. And yeah, definitely some boys in the past, I'm realizing that I just wanted a boy, not necessarily that boy. I mean, I was like willing to be set up on a blind date just so I could have a date and it didn't work out well for me. So like, I'm and I'm kind of looking back, like, why did I think that was okay? I mean, freshman year, honestly, um, there was a lot of growth that year, but yeah, I totally understand that. And yeah, this whole section just reminds me of not only are these structures, these sexist structures in society, like we internalize them. Like just this little conversation about sorority date events, we're literally saying, oh my gosh, I have to have a boy, even though we're already paying like our dues to have that event. Like it's a sorority event supposed to be with our sisters. So very interesting. Maybe I'll write like a sorority girl version of this book my roommates were joking that I was the author of this book they were like let me read this bio like see because I'm convinced Carolyn that you wrote it which brings me to my next point so my little in my sorority who I will probably have to bring on to this podcast later because she could talk for hours about this she was saying that she thinks that she's a bigger man hater than me and I was like Caitlin those are fighting words because I have I hate men propped up on my bookshelf, like all this stuff, almost got a shirt with it. Like I am known for that being the like big raging feminist. And so when Caitlin said that, I was like, hold up, I want to claim this. And it saddens me to say, but it is true that Caitlin is the more consistent man hater, but I'm the more extreme man hater because I simply like give in to men because unfortunately, fortunately, however you want to look at it, I I am attracted to men. I am currently dating a boy right now. And so 
I preach all this stuff. I hate men. But then I would literally be simping over a guy from Hanged. And, like, I would literally have to go back and read I hate men when, you know, some boy ghosted me and I got upset, which the author also talks about, you know, women tying their worth to being with a man. For sure. I remember you, like, told me one time I was, like, you know, stressed over this guy or whatever. And you were like, just read I hate men. So how do you go about this situation where you're attracted to men maybe looking to date one or talking to one but you know in the back of your head you know you just finished reading I hate men like how do those two ideas balance in your life I think it's just I have to find a man that acknowledges his privilege and understands that like not all but like most men can cause these problems in women's lives and like acknowledge that and not kind of be like oh kind of be like oh like men don't have privilege or this and that like we're e- we're equal when in reality that's not necessarily the case so I think it's really just I can be attracted to men that like that like can acknowledge that and not I don't know just like being a decent guy I don't know like maybe they should read I hate men you brought up so many valid points and at first it was like oh my gosh yeah if a the man said to me, oh, I acknowledge my privilege, like, yes, patriarchy is problematic. I think I would, like, fall to the floor, collapse, be like, oh my gosh, marry me. But then I'm also like, isn't that the bare minimum? I feel like women, we romanticize the bare minimum. Like, oh, this guy responded to my text, and I'm like, oh, he's the one. I'm like, Carolyn, that is a basic, like, duty of a functioning citizen. Like, why are you putting this man up on a pedestal? And it's it's because the patriarchy is the norm. No, I totally feel that. Do you remember when that guy asked me how my day was going and I like literally lost it? And it's like the bar is in hell. I just can't believe that I was excited over that. What, like two months ago that was? Yeah, I think according to Harmange, I think she's French. I'm definitely not saying that right. But I think according to her definition and the ideology laid out in the book, yes, I do have a general dislike toward men. And I do think that disliking men, being angry at men is productive because it raises awareness of how sexist and messed up the patriarchy is. But I know people are going to come at me because I am currently dating someone and they're going to be like, how how does that work? And like, I am obsessed with Harry Styles, like would literally die for that man. No, it's definitely interesting to think about, especially with like you being in a relationship. I'm looking at my notes and I said, look at page 51 because she explains the Miss Anders ideology in a funny way. So... Maybe read that out loud because I don't exactly remember what it is. And honestly, for all the listeners, this book is an essay. It is 90 pages. My little read it in like an hour. It's an easy read. Every line is golden. Just gotta plug that. Page 51 is the start of a chapter called Mediocre as a White Dude. Once I'd gauged the extent of my anger towards men, I felt rather helpless. What to do about all those mediocre men I saw all around me? Didn't throwing them into the non-recycling bin risk creating a void in my life that would be impossible to fill? Was there any solution other than to go and live in an abandoned shack somewhere deep in the forest? Here's the scoop, though. Humanity isn't made up of only men. 
it's difficult to believe given how much room they take up and the way they've managed to make everyone believe they're completely indispensable. But don't panic. Once we've given men the push, we'll realize there's a load of awesome women, starting with ourselves, obviously, that the noisy and damaging ubiquity of men has kept us from noticing and appreciating. Okay, yes, I think it was the part about, oh my gosh, you know, people other than men exist, but it's hard to believe because they take up so much room. Like, and then the quote about, you know, why am I surrounded by so many mediocre men? Not gonna lie, like took me back to some some frat parties. <laughs> like, it's just funny stuff like that where I'm like, Pauline Harmage, you were my new icon. Yeah, she kind of went off with that. I mean, like, really, it's just so well written. Yeah, I w- now I now I want to interview her. I'd be like, hey, this podcast has like fifty listeners, but like, come, we want you. Okay, anything else you want to? discuss any funny boy stories that somewhat relate or you can just like go on bashing men because as Pauline has taught us it's productive I I was really intrigued at the part where she says we never give other women the option of like not wanting a man it's always like oh like they'll come when you least expect it or you know it'll happen to you eventually eventually you'll find someone but what about they've never had a boyfriend because they don't even want one Yeah, and, you know, we haven't even talked about women who aren't attracted to men or who are attracted to genders other than men. And, I mean, I guess we kind of talked about that with the title of the chapter, the heterosexuality chat, but, like, that makes it so much more complex and, yeah, very problematic. Oh, you know, your man will come when you least expect it. Well, what if I don't want a man? Or, like, what if I want one in 10, 20 years? What if I just want to stay at home with my cats, like Taylor Swift would say? What if I just want to do that? Because <laughs> yeah. what if I simply want to, you know, travel the world? And, you know, it, when I see a cute man, I go up to him. Not not tied down by one. I was fully in my, like, oh my gosh, no marriage, no kids, like, girl boss alone, be the cool aunt life. But now I'm like, okay, that might get a little bit lonely. I can... <laughs> I'll, I'll see how long I can hold on to a man, but... <laughs> I feel like I'm the same. I feel like I'm kind of currently exiting my men are trash. Like, I never want to get married. I never want to have kids. I'm, like, exiting that era right now because the more I think about it, I do want a man, just, like, not necessarily right now. But then, it like, everyone's always, like, pressuring me into, like, oh, like, you know have you met anyone? That's like the first question people ask, like, how's the dating life? And yeah, it's just, it's just a lot. Yeah, I definitely shifted away from that mindset. I think it was, no, I know it was definitely the strongest after my manipulative finance boy, like, fuck boy ex dumped me. Because, you know, that, that'll trigger an I hate men um, response in you. But then I realized I think I was also using that as a way to just, you know, I'm young and in my 20s, let me rebel against the world. Like, let me rebel against the traditional image. And I've come to realize, you know, it's not wrong. Like, I'm not a bad feminist if I say, yes, I want a husband. I want kids. Which I don't really know about the kids part right now because they're whiny. But perspectives change. Like, I'll, I'll probably have a completely different perspective 
if I read this book again in another two years, which honestly, I think I need to make it like a, a yearly thing to read to read this book. I mean, and going back to what you were saying, like you're not a bad feminist for wanting that. Like the point of feminism is so you do have that choice to be married, like stay at home with the kids and that, and but then like allow other people to want other things, which is fine. But yeah, I mean that like that quote alone that you just said really stuck with me. Like you're not a bad feminist if you have a boyfriend or like whatever like that. I was gonna say going back to the oh you know it's not wrong to want a family like I simply change my mind every day like one day I'll be like you know what screw everything go move to Europe or Latin America be a freelance photographer but then the next time like no I need a steady stable income like let me go work for like NPR right out of college and you know next day I'll be like oh let's go get a master's I'm like I'm simply all over the place I like to remind myself that when I was first looking at college, I wanted to major in business. Because I was like, I'm going to major in business, do photography on the side so I can learn how to run my photography business. And then I realized I didn't want to do that. But now here I am in love with photography again. So yeah, being in your 20s, a lot of stuff changes. People say, oh, kids are like a sponge. They absorb everything. I feel like, you know, these college experiences, like I feel like I'm a sponge again. Like I'm, I'm absorbing so much which is why you should read I hate men if you are in your 20s yes like in the book she compares men learning like how to communicate without yelling or like without being angry it's like learning a language like if someone else is willing to speak your language why would you bother learning theirs and it's the same thing here she compares that to like kids learning it easily at a young age like it's like us the earlier we read this book the quicker we'll absorb the ideology well that is all for this episode thank you so much for listening if you like what you heard be sure to follow and leave a review wherever you're listening and follow at jen overwhelmed pod on tiktok for some more content can't wait to talk with y'all during the next episode